0: Hi everyone and welcome to the March 12th, 2021 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Lason, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. My guest today is a pioneer and trailblazer in the world of automotive retail. She was the first woman in 110 years to head the Trillium Automobile Dealers Association. The group that represents more than 1,000 dealerships in Ontario. In 2020, she helped organize the Women Driven Conference which saw nearly 400 people come together to discuss ways to attract women into the automotive sector. And of course, she's a very successful dealer principal. So without further ado, it's time to have a discussion with Susan Gabasta on this episode of Automotive News, Canada Conversations. Susan, thanks for joining me on the podcast.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Let's start here. Uh, International Women's Day was this week. What does that mean to you? What do you think of on that day?
1: I think of how far we've come. I think that it's nice to be acknowledged slash highlighted. It brings awareness to uh, the abilities of women that we are just as capable as any other human beings and that We are starting to get a real foothold in the world today.
0: Are you gaining that foothold in automotive as quickly as perhaps in other places in the world? I just wonder what the picture's like right now for women in automotive.
1: It's a great question. Uh, How I look at this is compared to when I started 26 years ago, we have definitely come a long way. It's still challenging, though, to get women to take notice of our industry and to realize the potential and the opportunities that this industry offers. So we're still really working on it. And the best way right now that I see it, especially having gone through the last year with COVID, is really at this point in time about word of mouth and letting people know what it is we do, how many different areas there are for women to be involved in, and I don't just speak about on the dealership level, but I speak about our industry as a whole, from the manufacturer side, to the vendors. you know it, the the opportunities are endless.
0: What is it do you think that keeps women from sort of testing the waters or getting deeply involved? In automotive. Is that is it because for so many years they haven't seen someone like them in any of these positions? Is, is it the reaction of men over the years in the industry? Is it myth? Uh, I just wonder what it is that keeps women from really jumping in a, and sort of evening the playing field in terms of a 50-50 split in employment.
1: I think there's a bunch of reasons. I think that some women or some people still look at the automotive business as the old boys' club. And, you know, I was speaking with somebody last week. Uh, I was doing another interview for um, a woman's publication, and they were talking about women in automotive. And the writer said to me, I said, you know, I think we've come so far. And she said, well, I interviewed another woman that walked into a dealership a month ago with her husband, and her husband doesn't even drive and the salesperson or i call her the product advisor didn't even acknowledge her and her husband said i'm not the one buying the car i don't even have a driver's license but kept talking oh, to Bale.
0: wow so, what, what do you like how do you react when you hear something like that when you hear that story i
1: cringe i'm just like you've got to be kidding me i just know i can only speak in my store i mean that would never happen and i think i would you know be you know, very difficult to deal with if I heard that happen to one of our guests. Um, so, there's still that stereotype still exists. And it's, it makes me mad. It makes me sad. It, it, it's frustrating. And when are people going to realize that we're all just human beings and we're all consumers? And so, we all deserve attention. And if you're told to your face, no, 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 you're dealing with her because I'm not the purchaser, and that person still doesn't get it, they shouldn't be in, in that job. They really shouldn't.
0: Well, it's funny because I I once heard a dealer suggest that women might not be as well-suited as men to sell certain makes and models of vehicles, pickups in particular. I I mean, what do you say? Why? Because
1: we don't like driving trucks. I drive a truck. I love trucks.
0: Sure. I mean, they're the most popular vehicle in Canada, right? I mean, it's light trucks are 80% of the market. And and Ford F-150 is the best-selling vehicle, vehicle, not just pickup, vehicle in in the country. So how do you react when, when you hear those suggestions that, well, maybe you can sell sedans, but men should sell the trucks?
1: I just think it's ridiculous, and I'd like to tell that person (laughs) what I think. (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, uh, we are just as smart as men, and um, we have just as many varied interests. And uh, just because it's a truck doesn't mean that we don't understand the engineering, the technology, or that we can't speak about it and and represent it. I, I mean, that's just so old world. And, you know, I would love to say that we're beyond that, but we're not. And I think that what happens sometimes, so this is a broad brushstroke when I say this, is that there are individuals that grow up in households that teach them these things, and it's still that old-world mentality. So not everybody is afforded, perhaps, and I, and I think I'm giving people the, the benefit of the doubt, you know, that open-mindedness. They're
0: not taught that. Right. Is it similar to, and I wonder how much the media plays in this, because is it similar to, say, sports casting, where men have traditionally been the play-by-play voice and the analyst on a broadcast? So a girl growing up who might be watching sports sees just male voices talking about sports so they don't aspire to become a sports broadcaster is is it similar in that sense that we haven't seen a lot of women in ads who are the the primary shopper for a vehicle or dealer principals such as yourself so is that part of it is that women just don't see themselves in any sort of um, role in the auto industry for so long that it deters them from entering the business
1: i think that's Part of it, and you know, and that's a, that's a great comparison. Um, yeah, as a young kid, you just see, you know, oh, that's just oh, all the guys are over there. Oh, okay. But I would like to think that we are changing, and and maybe it's just this generation now that's starting to see that. You know, I have I have ten millennials, female millennials under the age of thirty that work for me, and oh my god, they are so smart and so capable, and you know they just need to be given an opportunity. Um, I think that one of the other misnomers about our, our industry, our business are so say in the dealership is, you know, we have these retail hours. We're open. The, the showrooms open from 9am to 9pm. Service can be open from 730am to, you know, midnight at some stores, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's longer hours um, and they think, Oh, I can't work those long hours, but you know, it's, it, it affords flexibility in lifestyle, and, and, you, and I don't think they get that. I think they just think, oh, you live here, and you, there's, there's no break, and no, they expect so much. Well, we expect you to do your jobs, and we expect you to be here and to perform, but there is flexibility in this industry, and I just don't think they see that. Again, and it's lack of, and it goes back to what I've been preaching for years. It's the lack of education. It's the lack of knowing what it's all about. It's the lack of understanding. And 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 I've said this to a bunch of times. How many parents grow up saying, or where the kids in the household say, I want to be in the car business? Like parents go, what do you mean you want to be in the car business? <laughs> what, you're going to buy a car or sell a car? Like what kind of career is that? Not My kid's not going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. They don't understand the opportunities so the kids don't understand. They just don't know. And the parents don't think that that's like a, a professional professional enough business. So we have to educate on every level. And I just think we're not there yet. We're not getting it. We're not hitting it.
0: Well, it's funny because in, in 2020, you helped organize the, the Women Driven Conference, which saw I I mean, almost 400 people come together to brainstorm and discuss ways to get women in, in the sector. But then the pandemic hit, and there wasn't a similar event this year. I'm curious, what did you have planned for 2021? Was there momentum that came out of last year that could have rolled forward to this year? I'm just wondering what we missed out on and if and, and sort of how you feel about that, um, because we couldn't have that event this year. Yeah,
1: there was momentum, and we knew that we needed to do something bigger and different than what we did in 2020 because we just don't want to do the same old, same old. And to draw people in um, from different ways, again, attached to the auto show, um, there were discussions around that, but the pandemic hit. And as you know, like the world has changed and been put on hold, but we're hoping to get back at it in 2022. Um, Any I
0: hints think- as to what it might look like or what you you have planned?
1: Nope. because it's better to be surprised.
0: (laughs) But there will be an event in in 2022. I mean, obviously based on the pandemic.
1: If I have, yeah, if I have my way, most definitely. Because I feel that, you know what, we launched loud and proud, and there was so much more to talk about. And then, you know, within weeks, the pandemic hit, and the world shut down. And, you know, it was hard even to navigate this year for 2021, do we do a show? Don't we do a show, an auto show? Because I think there's a real tie-in. I mean, this is all driven sure. through the TADA. Um, so it's, it's been a hiccup year, but we have to get back at it. And I, I believe in this industry, and I have so much passion, and I just think there's so much opportunity. And, you know, we need to get more great people in general, but I'd really love women to have us in their consideration.
0: What was your biggest takeaway from last year's event?
1: That our industry was hungry for an event of this type and was, I was amazed at the support that I received, that we, our team, received on all levels um, from manufacturers, from vendors to say, what can we do to help out? What more can we do? So I think that being able to next year, being able to do a women-driven event, that's going to be different. Like I said, you can't just do the same old, same old. Um, We're going to even get that much more support, and this is going to start to ripple through the industry as we move forward. Our plans were actually to have an event already in the fall of last year of 2020, But again, because of the year we've had of the pandemic, that we couldn't do that. So it it definitely isn't a one and done.
0: Because of the pandemic, obviously. And now we hear stories, we continue to hear them, uh, how the pandemic has hit working women the hardest. A new study by RBC, for example, nearly 100,000 working age Canadian women completely out of the workforce since the pandemic started. They're not even trying to get a job anymore. First, I'd like to know, How does that make you feel when you hear a statistic like that? Because I'm not hearing a statistic like that about men, um, but that is a staggering number. I just wonder your reaction to 100,000 women not even in the workforce.
1: I think it's awful. Um, At the end of the day, um, you know, single, married, kids, no kids, um, it just seems that we don't... Hold that same esteem um, in the workforce and I'm trying to be very politically correct here <laughs> um, so it, it frustrates me um, you know and I also have friends of mine that um, are the caregivers because the husbands are like well I have to go to work well so did she right? and why is it that we are the ones that end up giving up or you know doing the alternative it's very frustrating it's you know i wish i had the crystal ball that could say okay if we switch this and we tweak that you know what we can all work in and be a part of it together and and be fair across the board but again we're not there a
0: a lot of these jobs according to the reports you know um service industry food industry retail so my follow-up is this if there are women out there listening and they're out of work right now. Is there an opportunity for any of them in automotive at this moment? Here's your chance to sell automotive to women who are looking for a job. Do the opportunities exist or has the pandemic sort of stopped automotive from hiring at this point? I just wonder if they can move from the unemployment line into a job in automotive right now. Do the opportunities exist?
1: There are always opportunities. I always say we're always constantly looking for great people because it's, they're so hard to come across. And it's, you know, the right fit um, within uh, the different dealerships, uh, the individual stores or the groups. Um, a lot of it is about fit because we can do, we can train. We can always train. But it's, it's getting great people to come to our doors. So I say yes. There's always opportunity. Um, and, and, and again, they just have to understand that there's so many diverse opportunities. And, and just in a quick shout out, it's not just about selling cars or fixing cars. We need, um, we need people in accounting. We need people that are in banking. We need people that know how to run businesses. We need people that are good in inventory, so parts, um, people in service. Sales. We need product advisors. We need service advisors. They're salespeople. We need people in marketing. It, it just the list goes on.
0: Is that is that the shortcoming of the industry as a whole? Is that it doesn't let people know just how many jobs, the variety of jobs there are in the industry, not just for women but for men, just for, for, for people, people in look, general. Yeah, of for course. people looking like for if jobs. you look
1: at a dealership, people go, "Oh, well, do you sell cars?" If I say I work at a dealership, I just say, oh, I work at a dealership. Oh, so you sell cars. Right. Uh, But that's not true. Um, Well, yes, we sell cars. But (laughs) um, there's, you know, a lot of other positions other than that's all they think. Sell cars, fix cars. That's all we do. Right. So it is more than that. So now I come back full circle to education, education, education.
0: Um necessity is the mother of all invention um it's a well-known proverb and and sometimes when recessions hit or there's mass job loss people invent themselves out of the trouble they're in um they might become entrepreneurs and and this has to do with one of your latest ventures uh, catalytic technology a company that invests and scales the the tech firms relevant to the auto industry tell me more about that part of um your portfolio if you will
1: Um, So, Catalytic is an accelerator and really it's a sales engine for us. We're looking at disruptive technology specific to automotive and looking at um, investing in the technology and bringing it forward because we see there are so many holes within our business that can be filled with technology to help us do better and work more efficiently and effectively. Um, And... I think that it is our responsibility, the group of us, that we feel that we have an actual role and responsibility to help this industry grow and become better.
0: What are some of those holes that need filling, Susan?
1: Um, So a few of the technologies um, that we're looking at, a lot of them are software-driven, and it's about... Um, ease of information into dashboards. We have, if you just take a look at one of the products that we're uh, working on right now. So I have 19 softwares um, that I use within my dealership to manage information. And every time I want to look something up, I'm going into one of the 19 softwares. Well, wouldn't it be great to have one software that brings it all together? Yes. And I have a dashboard. <laughs> that's For sure. like stock shop. That's the type of thing we're looking at.
0: That's incredible that there's nineteen um, yes. in, a, in a dealership. Does that mean um, everyone has to be versed in all nineteen, or are you looking for people who are? No, well this versed is from front one?
1: to back and back to front okay. throughout all of the different departments.
0: Understand. But
1: right. as you know, as the owner, I, I have to look at everything, sure. and I need to know what's going on. Uh,
0: is it easier for a woman to get hired into the industry in a position that already exists? Or is it perhaps easier for a woman to strike out on their own and, and do something like you just said, fill these holes, come up with a product, um, make a name for themselves and their company and get in the industry that way? I just wonder if there's an easier road, if both are the same, one over the other. Uh, what do you say to that?
1: I don't think there's an ever an easier road. Um, it just depends on your strengths And what I have seen, and this goes, this quick story uh, about three and a half years ago, we were looking for um, someone in our parts department and my parts manager comes to me and he said, oh, you know, I'm not getting a lot of resumes, but you know, I got this girl that applies and I go, so did you interview her? And he's like, well, no, she's a girl. I go, I'm sorry. Who are you looking at? Like, and I'm very, I was very sarcastic. No, sure. oh, no, I don't mean it like that. And I go, why don't you just interview her? I go, maybe she'll surprise you. Well, she is, she has set the world on fire. She's the most, organized parts person we have ever had she no disrespect to the men that are listening but she keeps the boys in line my parts department has never been more organized or clean and she is the the highest um salesperson in the parts department she's unbelievable and I said and so I think that guys have these sometimes even in my own store they have this preconceived notion well no but she can't do that job no yes she can do anything guess what? We can do anything. Just give us a chance.
0: I was going to say that. That's all people really need is an opportunity. And if you give them the opportunity and they're hard workers, they're probably going to surprise you. Are they not? No matter if they're male or female.
1: There's another thing that I can suggest. And I know a lot of people out there know this, but when you look at a resume, don't look at the name, have somebody, you know, blank it out for you. Sure. And then just hire based off the resume, get the person to the door, let them talk to you. Let them sell themselves. Maybe they'll be really great. Yeah, there are some that are not so great, but you got to talk to them. Give them a chance.
0: Before we go, I want to shift gears just for a minute and and talk about the industry itself. You're a dealer principal. Um, You have the first two months of 2021 under your belt. What has it been like for you and fellow, fellow dealers in the first two months of this year? Has the year started off better or worse than you were anticipating? What's it been like now that we're a year into this thing?
1: Um, January and February have been tough. They were very slow, and I know it is different depending on where dealers are located, what provinces or regions they're in. So for us, we were in lockdowns. And we just went into the gray zone now. So I said there's really not much of a difference between lockdown there and gray There isn't, you're right. You.
0: For, for um, our listeners, let me just explain. In Ontario, different color-coded zones, uh, you were in a stay-at-home order where people weren't even supposed to leave their homes unless it was for a necessity. Correct. And then gray allows you to open, but with some very significant restrictions.
1: Correct. So uh, we just opened up our doors this week. And um, I will say that we've seen a pickup, but no, January and February were slow. And on the service side of the house, even customers uh, were very reluctant to come in. And we felt, not we felt, we found and we saw in our numbers um, that unless they absolutely had to get customer pay work done, you know, they, they didn't want to come in if it was recall warranty work and, you know, they felt it was an issue that needed to be rectified immediately, then they would come in. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we have had a very strong week this week. Rightly so. The weather has helped. We've had good weather this week here too. So um, I am optimistic about what the spring is going to bring. And, uh You know, we, there's going to be, there is pent up demand. You can't tell me that there's not, and people want to get out and people just want to treat themselves and, 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 you know, and the world has changed now. Not as many people will want to be taking the bus. And as we open up this year, I think there's going to be more opportunity for our industry. And we need to just be sure that our doors are open and we're able to take care of our guests and, and treat them well.
0: How do you feel about the inventory situation right now? It is um, sparse in a lot of places, particularly with popular vehicles or hot selling vehicles. Um, How big of a challenge is that? Is that a concern or how big of a concern is it going into the spring and summer selling season?
1: Um, It's definitely a concern. Uh, January was dismal. We had very few units on ground. It was so frustrating because I cannot sell from an empty shelf. If people are coming in, they want to see what it is that they are buying. And when you don't have much to show them, it, it's really hard. It is starting to get better. Um, it is opening up. We are starting to get more inventory, um, but we also have a lot of the inventory that's incoming as factory orders from the last, you know, three, four months also. So we're still in catch-up mode, Um but I have faith in the manufacturers and, you know, we've all taken a hit, but we need product to be able to, to be profitable and, and, you know, we need to move metal. So we need the inventory on ground. So we're getting there. I, I, and it's not a great world, but we're getting there. So, you know, we're hopeful.
0: Tim Royce, head of uh, the Canadian Auto Dealers Association, told me um, he expects the year to end up flat year over year, 1.5 or so million new vehicles sold in 2021, which would be about the same as 2020. Um, do you yep. see that as well? Or do you, Or do you see a bit more of a rebound? And if it is flat, do you consider that a small victory?
1: Well, I, you know, um, I would like to think that we're going to have a bit of a rebound because of that pent up demand. I mean, when you take a look at what we went through last year, and three months of basically nothing, um, almost nothing. And, uh, you know, it's not as bad this year. Obviously, inventory plays into that. Um, I'm I'm more hopeful than that. But if it is flat, you know what? We made it through last year. We're going to make it through this year. It's amazing how nimble we've all become. And, you know, I was really nervous last year for a couple of months thinking, oh, my gosh, right? But we made it through and I'm so, and it's my team. I'm so proud of my team. And I think, you know, mostly all dealers will will say that everybody pulled together and did what they had to do through the really challenging times. And we will continue to do so as, as we move forward. Um, but yeah, I'd like to say, I'd like to sell a few more cars than just being flat over 2020. <laughs>
0: I think everyone would. And and here's hoping that you do, Susan. uh, Terrific conversation. I I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining me this week.
1: Thanks so much, Greg. I really enjoyed it also.
0: We reached Susan at her dealership in Mississauga, Ontario. If you want to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. AutomotiveNews.ca. Just click the Canada Conversations tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.